talked about Jesus, our healer. You can be seated if you want. And if you don't want, you're fine where you're at. We've talked about Jesus, our healer. We talked about Jesus, the peace speaker. We've looked at Jesus, a miracle worker. We've looked at Jesus, a joy bringer. My mind went back to an old movie that I saw, and it's in several movies. <laughs> As a Off in the distance, there's one little spot, and as we look, it gets closer. It's one person walking through a desert, and he's dragging, and he's, he, he's going as far as he can, but he don't know how far he's going to get to go. Every pore of his body is pouring with sweat. The only thing behind him is the dust he kicked up, and the only thing in front of him is sand. And now it's even jumping up and starting to cling to his teeth. And he looks overhead and there's the vultures waiting on a hot meal. And just when he's about to give up, he tops a dune and he looks over. And what he sees, that can't be what I think it is. That looks like water. That looks like trees. That looks like something green right in the middle of the desert. So everything in him, he musters up all his energy and he runs. And he falls down and somehow in the middle of the worst place in his life, there's an oasis. Just a place to be refreshed. A place to drink. A place to take it in and find strength for the next leg of his journey. And even though everywhere he thought he was going to go, he finds a place of refreshing. Listen, I'm not going to tell you today that everything about this walk is easy. That you're always going to have good times. I'm going to make a very unpopular statement to you. You ready? You're going to go through dry seasons. <laughs> but the thing is, is I'm going to tell you this, don't give up. I don't care how hard it is right now. I don't care how difficult it is right now. I don't care how dry spiritually you feel right now. Don't quit. I don't care how many buzzards are circling around your head. Don't quit. I don't care how tired you are. Don't quit. I don't care how lonely you are, don't quit. I don't care how often you've looked around and said, there's nobody out here but me, don't quit. God, this can't be your will. Don't quit. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says, Therefore, repent and be converted. Therefore, change your mind. That's what repent means. Therefore, change your mind and be converted. So that what? That your sins may be wiped away. Because what happens when our sins are wiped away? Perry sang about it this morning. He took my guilt. Now all my guilt's gone. That times of refreshing 
may come from the presence of the Lord. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I'm telling you today, you can't stop. I'm, tell, I'm challenging you today, don't you dare give up. Yeah, but you don't know how long I've been out here. You don't know how long I'm going through this alone. You don't know how many times I've went through this before. God, I'm just tired. Don't stop. Because Jesus will always be the oasis in the desert. He will always be the thirst quencher that you need. He'll always be. Why do you think we take time for praise and worship every Sunday? It's so you can take time to just be refreshed. Because a lot of times we don't do this on our own. So what is a desert? It's an uncultivated region without inhabitants. A dry, barren region, largely treeless and sandy. I don't know, am I the only one that's ever felt that way? God, I'm dry as I can be. I don't feel it. I don't feel it like I used to. I don't get it. I just don't feel it, God. You're going to have to do something here. Because if I don't get refreshed soon, I'm going to quit. Don't you dare. You are too close. You are too close. Change your mind about where you're at. Convert. Be converted to be different than what you've been. Why? Because there's times of refreshing, but they only come from the presence of the Lord. They only come. Go to Psalm 63, verse 1. Psalm 63, verse 1. I feel like that right now. Oh, God, you are my God. Psalm 63. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you in a dry and thirsty land with no water. See, David understood what it was like to go through times where we feel spiritually dry. And if you're here today and you somehow haven't found this great salvation that's ours, you really know what it's like to be spiritually dry. God, I just don't, it's something that's in here. It's just sticky and it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it's, what, I'm the only one? But look what he says, I have seen you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. When does times of refreshing come? When you get into the presence of the Lord. When you decide, I'm going to praise him because I've seen what he's done in the past and I know what he can still do. He hasn't changed. He hasn't failed. He hasn't come up short. And so I choose to change my mind and be converted so that times of refreshing he said, Lord, I've seen you in the sanctuary. I've seen the great things that you've done. And he says, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips 
will praise you. Thus, I will bless you. Now, you understand who's in charge here, right? These are things you have to do. He said, I'm dry, I'm thirsty. So how do I get in the presence of the Lord? First, your lips are going to have to praise him. Then you're going to have to know that his loving kindness is better than life. And then we'll bless him. As long as, while, I'll bless you as while I live. That means every day. Even in the dry time, Sally. Even when at times it feels like God has walked out. I'm still going to bless you. Because I've seen it. I've seen it. I know it. You're not left. I can't, listen, if you give up now. People tell me all the time, well, I'm just tired of trying to stand in faith. Okay, if you give up now, what do you got? You're the same place you've always been. So what's it hurt to believe a little longer? What's it hurt to trust him a little longer? You say, well, it's hard to trust God. Well, if you quit, it's hard not to trust him too. Whatever you're going through is hard. He said, your loving kindness is better than life, therefore my lips will praise you. He says, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands. You see, what we're showing you here is how to jump into the oasis. You bless him every day of your life. You lift your voice. You raise your hands. But I'm uncomfortable with all that. (laughs) But this is how we get into the oasis. This is how we get our thirst quenched. David said, I thirst for you like a man in a dry and weary land. Look what happens when I bless the Lord with my, all my heart every day of my life. I lift, up, I lift up my hands. Verse 5, my soul will be satisfied as with morrow and fatness and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. This is just a choice. Wouldn't it be amazing if the joy that we've been waiting on was really waiting on us? That all this stuff that we've been waiting on has just been waiting on me to praise the Lord, has been waiting on me to open my mouth, has been waiting on me to raise my hands, has been waiting on me to get up off the desert, off the dry, off the sand, quit feeling sorry for myself, dust myself off, and run to the Savior because I've seen him work in the sanctuary. I've seen him do what no one else can do, and I choose today that I will be refreshed. What if your refreshing is waiting for you? We're waiting, for, we're waiting for God to do it. Oh, Lord, just bring it. He already brought it. The cross was enough. Why don't we just get in it? When I remember you on my bed and meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help, Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. I love verse 8. My soul clings hard to you. Your right hand upholds me. 
You know what that says? It says don't give up. It says you don't have room to give up. You don't have a place. The refreshing you're waiting for is waiting for you. And if you think about that guy in the desert, the oasis never moved. He always had to go to it. What if, rather than us just pouting, I know I'm the only one that's ever done that. Rather than us just fussing, rather than us just getting upset. See, this, this is when you, when you want to blame the church. Well, church just, uh-oh. Church just doesn't do it now. I don't know what's going on there. So dry. We've never said that about church, have we? It's just so dry. I don't know. I think I'll go find me another hole. But what distance are you going to walk? And what are you going to go through? What if the only reason you're dry, what if the only reason I'm dry is because I know where the oasis is, I just refuse to get in it. And because I refuse to get in it, it's easy to blame the pastor or the deacons or the, or the praise team or, or, you know. What if... It's all been waiting on me all along. The oasis doesn't come to me. I have to go to it. Go to Isaiah 41. <laughs> he said, when the poor and the needy, Isaiah 41 verse, uh, what is that? 17. Isaiah 41, 17. He said, when the poor and the needy seek water and there is none, and their tongues fell for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. We're all going to go through dry places where the sun beats down and we just want, God, one drop of your presence would feel like standing under a waterfall, God. I just need anything. Well, what, uh, well he told us how to get it. With your lips, with your hands, with your voice, with a, cho a choice of joy. He told you how to get refreshed. But what do we do? Sometimes, I, don't, I want, you know, I made a decision a long time ago, Jody, that I'm going to quit trying to find oasis after oasis. I decided to live in it. So what does it mean to live in the oasis? Well, first you've got to understand what Jesus is to me. As an oasis, he's a fertile place in the desert. Due to the presence of water, go back to verse 18 of Psalm 41. <laughs> I will open rivers. Look what he says here. I will open rivers. These are for the, dry, the poor and the thirsty ones. He said, I will open rivers in high places, fountains in the midst of valleys. Wait a minute. You know what this tells me? Whether I am on a mountain, everything's riding high, there's a river. But if I'm in a valley 
where things don't seem like they're going right in my life, Ruth, he provides a fountain. In other words, no matter where I go, his presence is there. And the only reason I don't see it is because my stubborn self don't want to look for it. He's the thirst quencher. He's the one that satisfies when nothing else does. He says, I will make rivers in the high places and fountains in the midst of valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. That means his presence is everywhere. The oasis is everywhere. The refreshing is everywhere. You ready? This means I have no excuse if I'm spiritually dry. Oh, try that over here. It means I have no excuse. Why? Because if I'm on the mountain, he's there. And if I'm in a, isn't there another verse that says, even if I made my bed in hell, you're there? He said, if I go to the mountain, there's a refreshing river. If I go to the valley, there's a great fountain. He said, if I go to the wilderness, it's a pool. If I go to the dry springs, if I go to the dry land, there's springs of water. There is never an excuse for you and I to walk through dry places. <laughs> and even if we find ourselves in dry places... We have to understand that he is there. Verse 19, I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia, the myrtle and the olive tree. You know what those are? Shades. When the sun is going down, or it's beating down, I should say, on top of me, he provides the shade. He said, I'll set in the desert the fir tree and the pine, the box tree together. Yeah, but what if it's really not God? Well, God's not into mirages, folks. I've also seen that same guy in the desert run, jump head first, thought he was going to land in the middle of this big pool of water, and then poof, dust. It was all a mirage. It's all a trick of the brain. Folks, God's not about trying to trick you. He's not about trying to provide you something that's not there. What he's desiring is to put in front of you a way to continue to be refreshed, even when you think you're going through a dry place. Well, what if I do go through a dry place? We'll talk about that in a minute. Because sometimes there are little dry spots. <laughs> Yeah, but God wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> He's not necessarily moving you into a dry place. He's moving you into a place of power. We'll get there. Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer. Isaiah 48, 17. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to what? To do well. To profit. I am the Lord God who teaches you to profit. Who leads you in the way that you should go. 
Oh, that you had listened to my commandments, then your peace would have been as a river and your righteousness as waves of the sea. <laughs> Now, if I would listen to his commandment, do you know sometimes when we and he starts leading us, it feels dry. See, a lot of people say, well, I don't think God would put me in a place where I feel that way. We talked about that last week. God's not trying to make you happy. He wants you full of joy. Remember when Jesus came up from being baptized? What's the word tell us happened to him? It says the Spirit, this is in Luke 4 if you want to read it. it. says the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. For a specific purpose. To be tempted. So after 40 days and 40 nights, he was there. We all know the story. Thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Uh, you, you, we know it. But do you know what happened after the wilderness? I think we skip this a lot of times. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So who led him into the wilderness? The Spirit. The Spirit. But jump down to verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and his fame went throughout the surrounding region. So what happened? He defeats the enemy by the word. And the word says that angels then minister to him. What if the miraculous thing that I'm waiting on requires me to separate from the place of comfort in my life? It was comfortable where he was at. He, could, he had a place to go back. down he could rest he was just baptized everybody said oh this is my beloved son who am well please everybody heard it they know this is the one for you to get to the place of greater glory in your life he may have to walk you away from the crowd he may have to walk you out to a place where only the angelic can minister to you where you can't depend on man you can't depend on family. You can't depend on friends. You can't depend on all this stuff. He says, I need you to come with me. That's what the Spirit did to Jesus. He said, come on. Let's go take a walk. And then he was tempted with food and he hadn't eaten and hadn't drank. And we would think that's a dry place. But what did we already read? The mountaintops are like rivers. The valleys are are a spring. The wilderness is a pool. He's always going to lead you to the place where you can be the most refreshed as you have you've ever experienced. What happened when he came when Jesus came down? Jesus returned in power. <laughs> <laughs> 
of the Spirit. You know what had happened? In the wilderness, when he found the oasis that he was looking for. Now, Acts chapter 3, verse 19 said something. Everybody good? Man, I have been in just teaching mode for the last week. I don't know what's going on with me. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, he said, so repent. Now, the Amplified Version says repent. Change your mind and purpose. It just gives you the definition. Turn around. Return to God. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing. What does refreshing mean? The recovery from the effects of heat. Of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing. This is what we live in. Doing. That's intentionally walking away from everything else that may feel comfortable and say, I just got to get right there. Right there's the goal. Right there's the place. That times of refreshing. Look at Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 actually prophesied about Acts chapter 2. Look what he says. Do not be afraid, land. Exalt and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Now, this is a command you want to be in an oasis? You want to be refreshed? This is something we all have to get over. He, he, he means it so much, he says it twice. Verse 23, do not be afraid. Beasts of the field, because the wild pastures flourish. Because the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vineyard, their abundance. And children of Zion, exalt and rejoice. In the Lord your God, because he has given you the early rain for vindication. He showers down rains upon you, the early rain and the latter rain as before. In other words, well, you know, it, it just don't feel like it used to. Well, maybe we need to get past some fears, put some praise on our lips, put our hands in the air every now and then. Begin to shout with shouts of joy. Let praise be continually on our lips. Then all of a sudden, we find out it's not only as good as it was before, but there's a fresh, new flow happening in me. <laughs> then the threshing floors will be filled with grain, the things you need to sustain yourself. <laughs> and the vats will overflow with new wine and oil. And I will compensate you for the years the locusts have eaten. The larval locusts, the hopper locusts, and the fledging, lo fledging locusts. My great army, which I sent against you, verse 26, you will eat abundantly. See, in, in his presence, 
in that oasis is all you'll ever need. He said, you will eat abundantly. You'll be satisfied. I don't know what you're going through in this place today. I don't know what you're facing or how dry you think you are. But there is an oasis. There is something that can quench your thirst that you will never be thirsty again. <laughs> he said, you who has worked wonders for you. And my people will never again be shamed. Then you will know that I am the Lord in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is none, and my people will never be shamed. It's so easy, but I'm so dry. It's so boring anymore. It just... Well, maybe you need to turn around and get back in the water. So many times I wonder if I'm not just a kid standing on the side of the pool wishing I could swim and never turning around and jumping in. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. John chapter 15, verse 11. Are you with me this morning? Yes. Refreshing. That's why we did that last song. It's us that have to come there. He said, I have spoken these things that, to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. See, what God wants for you is to be full of joy. And that comes from times of refreshing. And when you're feeling dry, he told us how to get out of the dry place. To get out of the dry place, he said, lift your hands. To get out of the dry place, he said, raise your voice. To get out of the dry place, he says, put some, lip, put some praise on your lips. To get out of the dry place, get into his presence. Because in his presence is the place where you'll find Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart shall flow living water. See, not only does he want you to come to the place of refreshing, he wants you to be a place of refreshing. He said, if you come to me, he's out of you now. It's going to flow rivers of living water. For everybody else to come on to. So I guess sometimes I need to ask myself, Bob. Am I a river of living water? Or am I a spout of complaints and negativity and gloom and doom and agony on me? And 
excessive misery. So what's coming out of the river? Some of you have to go home and Google it. What are you? Are you being something that pours life into others? Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Smoke of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives inside you. So not only does God want us to, be a, a, to have our thirst quenched, but he wants us to be a vessel of causing others to be quenched as well. So question, what's today hold for you? I want you to just close your eyes for a second. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Everybody else, just close your eyes. Just rest in the Lord for a second. If you feel that you're going through that place right now, that you're dry and it gets easy to blame someone else, it gets easy to blame God, what if the joy you're waiting on is actually waiting on you? I want to encourage you this week to get into the oasis of God's presence. Get into the place where he, you know that His presence is pouring over you. And in that place, find strength. And right now, we're getting ready to close this up. I want to encourage you. I want to invite you right now when I say amen, we'll be done. But if you're going through something, you're in a dry, dry place. I want you to know the oasis is here. There is here. Come up and let one of these guys pray with you. Let them agree with you. Let them praise God with you. Let them be a river flowing out of them and refresh you where you are right now. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. We glorify you in the beauty of your holiness. We thank you that you are wonderful. And you are my oasis. You are the thing that I need you are the answer for my dry spell. You are the answer for, for, for just the desert feeling that I've been filling in. You are that answer to that. And Father, I pray for each and every person in this place right now. Whether they know you, let them know you more. If they don't know you, today's a good day to find out just how refreshing God can be. Father, I love you. 
We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.